Welcome to the Banking with Life podcast. This is our Q&A series where I answer questions that you have asked about the infinite banking concept and becoming your own banker. So let's get started. Thank you for taking time to make these videos. You make these videos so easy to understand and follow. I've watched so many of them, and none of them do a bad job explaining the concept. <laughs> well, thank you for your comment, Israel. I appreciate you listening. This question. Hi, James. Which five companies have the lowest cost PUA, and which five companies do you feel are the very best for accumulation and for the infinite banking? Um, Paul, that's, that's information that we share only with our clients. I don't promote life insurance companies. Um, I promote you, the all-American individual, becoming your own banker. Okay. Okay, I know many CPAs are not familiar with this process, and I have not spoken with mine about this yet. I want to make sure I get approved through the underwriting process first. How should I go about speaking to my CPA about this process? Well, you have a challenge ahead of you. God bless you. And my encouragement would be to get him to read books, primarily Becoming Your Own Banker by R. Nelson Nash, Building Your Warehouse of Wealth. So I sure would not try to educate a CPA about life insurance. Um, you know, and I don't want to disparage CPAs, but they are trained to um, create or insure or procure a tax deduction today for their clients, typically. So that's how I'd approach it. And if he's not willing to read or they're not willing to read, you know, you're not gonna be able to teach them. Okay, my agent said he made my policy max cash value. How can I pay myself interest without going over the MEC? Find out what your MEC limit is, whatever that number is, and don't send more premium than that number. That's how you don't go over the MEC limit. And Sean, your your agent should be able to tell you that, right? If you're spending money with an agent and, and engaging them in their services, they shouldn't leave you high and dry and, uh, after the purchase is made. So whatever your MEC premium limit is, don't go over that, don't go over that number. It's that simple, okay? All right. James Nethery, does this work the same for universal life insurance policies? No. No. Andrea, it doesn't. Um, let me say that you can bank with anything. I can bank with a portfolio. I can bank on margin. I can bank with farm equipment. I can bank with life insurance. I can take any asset that I own and have clear title to and collateralize it with a third-party lender. Right? So banking is just the movement of money. When you say, does this work the same for universal life? This idea of becoming your own banker? No, it doesn't. And it is because, specifically because of the way universal life insurance is structured. Does it have potentially an account value that you can collateralize and borrow from that life insurance company? Yes. Yes, it does. But you look at what happens to universal life over your lifetime, and it will implode. Either it will not produce the death benefit when you graduate, 
or it will not produce a supplemental income that they're illustrating or both. Dear James, do you still do seminars or stick with releasing content through books and videos? Thank you. Well, thank you for the question. And we do seminars. However, we haven't in a couple of years. This is September of 2020. We may do one this fall. If not, it'll be the spring of 2021. We had one scheduled, an event um, earlier this year in 2020. And then the Corona hoax hit and all the venues shut down. And when I, listen, when I say the Corona hoax, I know that there's a legitimate virus going around. And I know legitimately that people are graduating. Okay. Um, I just don't think you have to shut down an economy and crush an economy and er erode basic human rights to combat a virus, okay? Right, so I'm not making light of people that are graduating. Excellent interview. Thank you, guys. At 1.1735... Where can I find Nelson's 10-hour presentation referred to in that timestamp? If I can at least listen to this while I'm in my car, it would be a great thing for me to listen to. I'm in my car at least eight hours every day. Hopefully this 10-hour presentation is something here on YouTube or something available in audio format somewhere. Lee, listen, Lee, I don't know what you do for eight to 10 hours a day. You must be a truck driver. God bless you for delivering everything. Um, maybe you're a farmer farming I don't know um, and it really doesn't matter what you do but I appreciate the fact that you're going to listen to things that will benefit you and your family in the future and you can purchase the uh, eight hour seminar I misspoke it's not 10 hour it's an eight hour presentation from the uh, Nelson Nash Institute links are below and you can email us and I can get you a 20% discount code it would be our gift to you and whomever would like a 20% discount to purchase that eight hour seminar um, it would be money well spent so the link is below Lee and then email us if you would like the discount at James at banking with life hi James I have a question why aren't you advising people to do velocity banking or infinite banking using their 401k funds that is free from credit approvals. You pay yourself back, you can borrow a chunk a year and you can pay it back over five plus years, thanks. Um, listen, when you practice the infinite banking concept correctly, with policies structured correctly, with legitimate life insurance companies, two things are always happening. You are always putting velocity to your money and you are always um, taking advantage of arbitrage arbitrage and velocity these are not new things that you know just because some people created you know velocity banking or infinite banking using your 401k have you read Nelson's book becoming your own banker just because you can borrow against an asset doesn't mean you're practicing the infinite banking concept. Who's controlling that loan when you borrow money from your 401k? 50% is the limit up to $50,000. All right. So don't tell me you're, can you borrow against your 401k? Yes, of course you can. But there's a lot of things going on with the 401k that uh, just because you can borrow against it doesn't mean you want to. So I don't um, advise people 
unless they're my clients. Okay? So, but thanks for the comment. I appreciate it. Why is it so hard to find someone who's going to explain this straight up? I don't know, but thank goodness you found our channel because I explain it straight up. Thanks for the comment. Okay, here's a maybe a statement and a question. I know when I place money into the base premium of my policy, it is not taxed. Meaning, if my policy is 5000 a year, that income is not taxed and not counted as income. Where I get confused is adding money through the PUA to fund my cash value. Is that money I put into the cash value considered income? No, the money you pay the life insurance company is considered premium. If you take income from the life insurance company using your cash value as collateral, that would be a loan. Loans are not taxable. If you withdraw money from your cash values, then the withdrawal up to your basis is your money. This is not taxable. So if I paid in $100,000 in premium, over the years to a life insurance policy and it has a cash value and I start withdrawing money from that cash value, then my 100,000, my total premium paid is my basis. If I would draw up to my basis, it's not taxable. If I would draw above my basis, it is taxable. So you should be working with somebody who's competent and potentially even a CPA or a tax advisor, my opinion. My policy premium is X. If I add, add additional premium to the policy through the PUA, would that additional money be tax-free and not counted as income? All of the premium that you pay into the life insurance policy is your basis if you're paying with after-tax dollars. When you withdraw money from that life insurance company, if you withdraw up to your basis, it's not taxable. If you withdraw above your basis, it's taxable. Why does Dave Ramsey say it's rubbish because we would pay high fees? So who's telling the truth? Um, you know, I, I'm being very straightforward and truthful and honest. I can't speak for Dave Ramsey. I can see what Dave Ramsey has done over the last 30 years, and he sells an awful lot of advertising, right? Yes, he does. And he sells an awful lot of curriculum in the churches, right? And they pose in the churches, that's financial education. Well, look, most of the preachers are begging for money, right? And it, I, don't, I think it's sold to the churches like, oh, your people are in debt. No kidding. No kidding. You're born into a debt slave construct. No kidding. The debtor is always servant to the lender. No kidding. You want to get out of debt? No kidding. Good. Get out of debt. Um, and you can't get out of debt fast enough. So, but Dave Ramsey has an agenda. He sells advertising, right? He sells curriculum. And it's an easy selling to the church. The people are in the church begging for money. They're afraid that their people aren't going to tithe or whatever. And my God, if you'll just preach the truth, they will come. I digress. And I'm a Christian. Listen, I'm not picking on, you know, I don't even have to say all that. You know, if you'll preach the truth, they'll come, preacher. If you have a question that you would like answered, email us at james at bankingwithlife.com or leave us a comment below. Thank you for listening. Hope you enjoyed it. And we'll see you next time.